You're listening to the best barbecue show, the show where we talk, taste, and even try to cook the best barbecue in Texas, which is the best barbecue in the world. Uh, I'm here with some serious Texas barbecue experts, Brendan Lamb. Woo! He's on again. Drove all the way from Fort Worth. Made it worth it. Can't get rid of me. <laughs> and we are at Flores Barbecue with owner Mike Wyant. Yep. How's it going, man? What's up? What's up? How was service today? It was pretty pretty great. <laughs> well, we enjoyed it. We got a huge platter in front of us. I can. Well, I'm glad y'all liked it. We'll cut to that right it there. It was amazing. The aftermath. The aftermath. <laughs> I'll, I'll put in the other videos, too. And then Brennan brought, brought his friend uh, Damien along. How's it going, Damien? It's going good, man. Did you enjoy the barbecue today? Absolutely. Probably one of the best barbecue places I've ever had. Well, thank you. Thank he, you. Yeah, he's so just much. getting into it, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're setting the well, standard for him. Yeah, I set the standard. Yeah, yeah we'll be all right. I think, uh, I think you'll find some better ones out there, but we'll see. <laughs> nah, don't sell yourself short. This is great, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, I was just at Snow's this morning. Uh, I was there with uh, John Brotherton, Joey Victorian, Joseph Queller, um, there was uh, Norman, or not Norman, Nathan from uh, Evie Mays was there, Mays, yeah. uh, and Louis. So, name drop alert. There um, you go. <laughs> but we all hung out there, and, you know, this was a nice uh, lunch after that for breakfast. Yeah. And, you know, you guys are all just killing it. Well, and thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it, and, yeah, I make my way out to Snows next weekend. Nice. Well, I'll probably see you there, then. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, you've got, you've got this awesome menu. You know, you guys were talking shop a little bit. Uh, Tell us kind of where we are. We're in Whitney, right? Yeah, we're out in Whitney. Um, wasn't really known for much other than the lake before we came to town. Um, it's actually my wife's hometown. That's how we ended up here. Um, I'm actually from San Marcos. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was uh, apparently it was easier to get attention from the barbecue world out here than it was in San Marcos, so <laughs> which in hindsight makes sense. Uh, yeah. There's some really good, good joints over there. So, And... Uh, what, you guys were just talking about, uh, were you talking about smokers or locations? I think we're talking about the beef that we use. Oh, yeah, yeah you were talking about the beef that you use. Yeah, Brandon's in the, in the market for, for some good beef. Yeah, I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm shopping around to see what I'm going to be using, and uh, I was kind of trying to get some insight of what his is because I really enjoy it. What did you say the term again? Uh, it is a 1855 beef. It's actually a Swift product. Uh, we get it through Benny Keith, but uh, it's a really great product. Um, I've had some people that other other uh barbecue brethren that aren't too keen on it but it works for us so well, you you do it justice that's for sure man well, that's thank great. you thank you well and and i mean the we were kind of talking about how some people will get excited about gear you yeah know, it's like oh i want the smoker that the best barbecue's cooked on <laughs> but like in the end that's just a metal tube and yeah, what you do yeah. with it is what's important yeah exactly. i mean Mo- moberg smokers are, are still different but but uh they're <laughs> you know i can't i can't go without uh, talking about that but um, but no, yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, even Sonny will tell you, it, it, the smoker isn't anything without the, the person that's cooking, you know, so. Well, and not even that, it's just, you you know what to look at. There, there's a touch, there's a feel, there's a look. Yeah, you know, definitely. You, you, you've had your hands on every brisket how many times? Yeah, I Dozens? mean, just, yeah. Every time. Countless, yeah. It's crazy. It's all about mastering the pit that you're smoking on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then now once you throw multiple pits into the mix, that's that's a whole other thing, you know. So, how long uh, do you think it takes for you to kind of bring in that experience or pick up the experience on each pit, or or just, just in general to, get to where you are right now? To uh, I mean, finesse. I've been cooking. I've been cooking since I was a kid. I mean, eleven years old probably. I would, I would say. Um, so I mean, and there's there's people that do stuff great that that haven't been cooking as long, but it's it took me that long to, to get to the point where I am now and that I can really, I mean, not, not, I mean, I'm not ultimately done or anything with it, with learning. Cause I learn all the time, but Always to learning. get to, to get to this point, you know, it's, it's been a long road and a lot of crappy barbecue. And <laughs> I mean, you know, but that's like, that's everybody. I mean, yeah. no, nobody just wakes up one day and, and cooks a great brisket. It just doesn't happen that way. Um, but you know, uh, like I said, I'm still learning, you know, it's, but yeah. But isn't that that's part of the fun? Is just learning. Something oh yeah, yeah. I mean, something I up. mean, there's a lot of things. I was talking to uh, Evan Leroy. I went up to that Birthright Barbecue Festival, and uh, 
And I was talking to him about learning whole hog. So, you know, I, I don't know who I really want to learn from somebody that has a lot of experience doing it um, because that's something that I haven't even touched, you know, is whole hog. That's, a, that's something that it's on my bucket list of things to actually, you know, not master necessarily, but just learn. It's a different ball game uh, altogether. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different. Uh, I mean, you know, I want to do it the legit way, you know, burning down the uh, wood into coals and shoveling the coals underneath and all that good stuff. So, um, like I said, you know, it's just one of those games that you you never stop learning. There's always something to learn. And, and even even if you think you have your food down, somebody can come along and give you a tip and it, it work better than what you're doing. So. Yeah, I've been around a lot of whole hog lately. Uh, well, we we saw Brad last weekend. Yeah, those guys mm-hmm. are like the whole hog kings. Whole hog kings, yeah. Uh, but even he says, you know, in the last episode, he said, "I, I want to get the skin really crispy, like Sam Jones." Yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah. And Sam Jones does what you're talking about, where he has a, uh, you know, he puts these metal covers on mm-hmm. and he burns down to coals, and he's yeah. just always shoveling coals. Yeah. And so, something like that is. You know, it's probably going to take a few tries, but I mean, Sam Jones did it at Hot Luck with literally just a bunch of cinder blocks and some metal. Yeah, sheets. yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's really simple, but just like what we're doing, it's just so simple. I mean, it, it's ridiculous, you know. But it still takes so much skill just to know when things need to be flipped or when things things are ready or you know whatever else. But well, and we all uh, know how easy it is to overcomplicate simple things. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. that's the worst part. People come in here all the time asking me, you know what I put on my in my rub and you know just all kinds of different things and I'm like I tell them salt and pepper and they they just don't believe me you know uh, I have had people talk about my pulled pork they're like how do you do pulled pork do you inject it do you do this do that and I'm like no I basically cook it like a brisket except instead of wrapping in butcher paper I wrap it in foil exactly and so you know um, and, and that just blew him away he was like there's no way there's no way and I'm like well you know it's just, just simplicity is key I mean really it is well, Keep now you can put salt and pepper in a jar and sell it as Flores. Yeah, Flores Road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a special blend uh, of a special salt and pepper. I just want someone to make a rub that, because salt, they have different weights. Mm-hmm. So there's no way to like keep them in a container and keep them in an even. You mm-hmm. have to like constantly stir yeah, it. Definitely. You have to constantly agitate yeah. it while you're seasoning. I mean, yeah. I want to. I want to invent like. I want to invent like molecules of pepper <laughs> and salt <laughs> at the same, the same size, weight. so they like perfectly mix all the time. Yeah. We yeah. just got to do it like Louis Miller and get like really really coarse uh, black pepper, and then it's yeah. you know, close to the same weight. <laughs> well, he's place. he almost like every time I talk to him about it, it's almost more confusing because he's like, well, by volume it's actually five to four, and by weight it's actually more like six to two or six to one <laughs> but it's really nine to one but like he's kind of hiding his all uh, kinds of ratios. His secrets with ratios <laughs> it's a tough code to break there <laughs> the, the wayne miller code yeah. yeah uh so we're out here in whitney and you said this was an old car shop no this is actually a like an old bar it's like an old, an old beer, bar. beer joint yeah all right there's the bar over there yeah and uh, all the stories that this place probably has. Yeah, yeah. We have so many customers that come in, especially when we first open. They just be they look around and be like, "This isn't the same place it was before," you know? Because they, they, I mean, the guy that owns it, uh, our landlord, he completely gutted it. I mean, he put a new ceiling in, he put new walls up, new insulation. I mean, he said everything smelled like smoke. It used to have like uh, did, it, like did it cut, catch fire carpet. or something? No, no. It just it was just. I mean, it'll smell like smoke. Oh, like bar. cigarette yeah, smoke. Yeah, like cigarette smoke. Yeah, it's been uh, so long. I forgot that people smoke yeah, bars. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> the weir- that's one of the weird things moving back to a small town. You forget that you, you walk into a bar, you're like, people smoke. <laughs> but uh, and then it had some uh, nasty green carpeting that smelled like sour beer. So yeah, that was nice. So he, he actually had a couple of squares left that he used for like while they were like painting and stuff. He had like to walk on. But yeah, so. Um, but people are like, yeah, the pool tables are over here. And then, you know, we used to tie one on here, you know, this and that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's always fun stories to hear uh, all, on that end of things. All the all the cars swerving out of the parking lot every yeah, night. Yeah, right. It, no one's no in walking had, distance. Uh, no. The reason it has a... Uh, grates over the windows so like when people would peel out it wouldn't break the windows oh, with uh, the rocks. yeah no, with the rocks right. <laughs> That's cool. you got a real classy place here yeah i mean it's not like it's in a high crime area or anything yeah. <laughs> it's just uh you know well when there's when you're kind of in between things there's no no one to do crime mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. unless someone's got a big ass truck there's not much to steal but your yeah cookers yeah exactly unless someone wants mm-hmm. some raw meat yeah 
And that's, that'd be kind of a hard thing to hide, the, the big smokers, unless yeah. you have a big warehouse. <laughs> yeah, so they're going to have to hide it pretty good. Yeah. It's be able to be like, hey, that one's mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, do you, are you guys worried about security ever? Like, what if someone steals one of your pits and, like, paints it yellow and... Well, like, just I'm, still the way it looks. Ain't nobody gonna. I mean, <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, I'm worried about it, but at the same time, everything's insured. So, I mean, yep. the worst case scenario. Get a new pit. Yeah, I get to call Sonny up and be like, eh, I need to be put at the end of that list. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that's a long list now, right? Yeah, we. we um, I think he said he's almost into 2020. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. He's got to hire some more people. Yeah. He's like, but he's like me, or like a lot of the pitmasters. You know, it's hard to hire people that you you can really, really trust to keep your quality. You know, it's it's just, I mean, and he well. it's just crazy. I mean, uh, his quality is just on such a high level that I mean, to have anybody come in, I can only imagine. I mean, he has his uh, brother-in-law, I believe, uh, that helps him, um, and he was actually a weld inspector, so I assume that he's a pretty decent welder. Um, and uh, he helps him, I think, two weeks out of the month to try to keep up with orders and stuff. So, well, you, you know, it's a, uh, it's not like we were talking about before. It's not necessarily the the tool. You know, you look at Evan Leroy; he made his own pit. Yeah, but he's yeah. making and he's killer, killer barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So it's not always. Uh, Although those Moberg pits are real pretty. Yeah, they are. They are. They're Especially pretty, with the like, car paint and stuff on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, my, none of mine are painted, so oh, that's uh, I can't afford the paint. Yeah, me, me neither. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, was, I was saying how I like it. I like the raw, that green or the white. Yeah, it's just kind of uh, what it used to be. Brett actually has a really pretty green one, and I, I'm kind of jealous. Oh, after after I picked it, uh, yeah, the first green. Well, no, Killens has the first green one. Uh, mine is actually the first Moberg, like oh, wow. a commercial Moberg. So that's, and then Brett, uh, he actually has the first, uh, like big Moberg that was made, but it wasn't commercial. So, gotcha. yeah. Well, you know, I was talking to Lance about their pits and there's one over there that's, uh, um, you know, it's got a couple different people's names on it and there's just, there's a story even just behind the mm-hmm. smokers. Yeah. Uh, so it's crazy to see, you know, there's one at Tejas, I think that's called, is it the, the dude abides? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, I don't know what Tejas. I mean, I don't know if Corkscrew has a name on theirs, but uh, yeah, there's one that says, uh, as the is it, what is that quote? Uh, Y'all made it go to hell, I'll go to Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that. somebody has that. Um, yeah, there's all kinds of good stuff. Uh, ours, mine, mine is, uh, it has floors on the back, but her name is Rose. Nice. And then my, uh, my new one, uh, we actually named it after my uh, grandmother Flores. Uh, it's her. Her name was Edminia, and it's Minnie was always her, her her nickname. So that's that's the new one. So it's yeah, yeah. That's where the original name Flores came from. Yeah, it comes from my mom's family. Uh, it's kind of the family that I, I grew up with, and and you know, uh, it's it's the family that I wanted to represent. Um, doing barbecue, I mean, it just helps me on my days that I want to throw in the towel. You know, it, it, uh, it helps me keep my quality high and, and pushes me to do, you know, do right by them. So when we, when we talked with Louie, we kind of talked about that, that there are hard times, you know, just because you can cook Texas barbecue doesn't mean you're a successful business person. Not, not at all. Yeah. I mean, um, this week has been nuts and, and, you know, uh, I'm so grateful for it, but you know, we have, we have bad weeks. I mean, there's. I don't think there's anybody un- unless you're, you know, like Snows or Franklin. I mean, everybody. I mean, I've been to Micklewaite. Great food, amazing food, and I've been there when there's not a line. I'm like, how is there not a line? And you're in the middle of Austin, like right down the street from Franklin, you know. Um, and and so I mean, people that get into the game and think, oh, I'm gonna make so much money and it's gonna be fame right off and all this stuff. And and if you're doing it for fame, that's definitely the wrong reason to do it. Um, but uh, especially the money part. I mean. It doesn't come for a while. I mean, I'm not. I'm not there for sure. <laughs> Still spending a lot of money. Yeah, well, you're making great barbecue, and it, there was a pack of people. We got here just in time. Yeah, they, like, beat yeah. the line, and then you were you were slammed basically until we got to here. Yeah, and you know that's that's how it goes. And we don't have the line like a lot of places have. People have kind of figured out if they get here like 11:30. Sorry, if people get here about 11:30. They're they're pretty safe to get anything on the menu, but after that, you kind of have to hurry up <laughs> yeah and are you uh are you keeping about the same cook every day or you do a l- you a little more on the weekend numbers yeah thursday and friday we do a little bit less um we we have usually have like some pre-orders or something so 
if I post a picture like on a Thursday or on a Wednesday cooking for Thursday, if I have it full, it's probably pre-orders and stuff. We usually only do about 10 briskets on on a Thursday, 12 briskets on a Friday, and then 20 briskets on Saturdays. Um, 20 or 25, depending on how many briskets I can fit in the smoker because it depends on the size of the briskets. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then other than that, I mean, I cook probably uh, 10 racks of ribs on Thursday and Friday, 15 or 16 on Saturdays, and then uh, beef ribs. It just kind of depends on how they've been selling. They've been selling like crazy lately. We've, we've been selling. They're so good. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah, those have been uh, gaining popularity. Um, it took a while for people to, especially out here, to want to spend $25, $30 on a rib. But What's your price on uh, we sell them for twenty dollars a pound. Um, oh well, that's even is, a deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, for around here, it's it's just it's just a harder area to to have those prices. I mean, I'm I'm really fortunate that people are okay with the twenty dollars a pound on brisket. Um, I should be probably looking at my price points and my you know food costs. What I'm paying right now, I should probably be at twenty one, twenty two, like you know most people in Austin, but. It's not Austin. Yeah, it's not Austin. Yeah. So, yeah, and so you know, it's just one of those things you have to figure out, like. You know how to sell more pork products. Uh, chicken is a really good seller. Turkey's pretty expensive actually itself, but you don't have the loss like you do in briskets. Uh, yeah, at all really. Uh, so that's that's another decent money maker. But uh, I mean, and that turkey really holds its juice. Yeah, the turkey. I mean, a lot of people ask what how you make good turkey and just say don't overcook it. Uh, I mean, that, I mean it's really pretty simple. You know, people just they go by. I think I was looking at a chicken the other day, and, and all poultry is pretty much the same, but. I think it said like cook cook it to 185. I was like, that's a lot. I was like, no, don't cook it to 185. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, but at the same time, you know, those companies are looking to cover their butts. But uh, you know, they give it bad advice, and then people are cooking to 185, and their chicken is bone dry. You know, so their turkey as well. You're choking on it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're, you know, you guys are you guys have a pretty full menu. The sides were were banging man those those spicy pickles uh, <laughs> yeah, those pickles are bomb people it, go crazy over the pickles and that and it's a funny story about them i mean like we just started doing i mean, really and i'll tell you the truth once i had uh micklewaits once i had their pickles i was like i gotta do my own pickles like that's and this was like back when only a few spots were doing their own pickles you know and uh once uh once we started doing it I mean, it just took off. People just, I mean, went crazy over them. I was like, I should have just opened a pickle shop. Like, like <laughs> I really should have. It, it would have been just as successful, or if, if not more so. Um, but, yeah, so we we, we do pickles and, and the jalapenos and uh, spicy pickles now. We've been doing those for about two, three months now. They've, they've taken off, too. You guys sell um, them by the jar or anything? Well, right now we sell them uh, for whatever the size, the price like of the, the side sides. Uh, so right now we're doing that. But uh, we're really looking into jarring them we just have to make sure i want the texture to be the same almost like a was the brand clausen i think the ones that are still really crisp i want that texture i don't want to have like a mushy pickle mm -hmm. um so we're trying to find somebody that can accommodate that uh and then we'll jar them and hopefully one day sell them in all stores and stuff like that you know but you know that's all that's all down the road hey honestly uh you might you know we talked to brad a little bit about this but you know, the the grocery store market and all that is kind of dead. Yeah. And direct a direct a you know whether it's through a supplier. Yeah. Or straight from your your place, direct shipping is is the money spot because yeah. it's just the grocery stores want to run sales and they want to put your stuff on sale and that kills all the margins. Yeah, exactly. You're working hard to make those pickles or the rubs or whatever. Yeah. You should get paid for it. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, but. Yeah, we'll see what happens with all of that. But, yeah, for right now, anybody can come in. And, not, like, we had somebody come in and just bought pickles today, which is fine. I'm not – it doesn't offend me. People are like – people try to, like, just avoid me at all costs. Like, no eye contact. I'm like, can I help you all? They'll just be like, yeah. Um, I just want pickles. Just pickles. I'm like, that's fine. I mean, it takes me a little bit of work. But, <laughs> but uh, They're but still yeah. paying for them. Yeah, exactly. But you the pickles are expensive to make. I mean – People don't realize when they ask for extra pickles, like, you know, it, it costs. I mean, uh, for the same amount that we make one batch of pickles, which is a five-gallon container, uh, we could probably buy about 10 buckets of best-made uh, pickles. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's really not cost-effective at all. Well, you can so. line that bar with pickle jars, though. Yeah, right, yeah. It's exactly. like an $8 price yeah. tag. Yeah, my mom actually, uh, she lives in San Marcos still, so every time she comes, uh, she loads up 
um, she's kind of a barfly now that we're all out of the house and stuff. And uh, sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it actually works in my favor because they all the like bartenders and stuff. They love the pickles. And there's one bar, Riley's Tavern in uh, in uh, San Marcos. I don't know if they're actually serving it or they're just for themselves. But they've been buying the spicy pickle juice to do pickle shots. Nice. So I'm cool with that. Like you know, <laughs> I mean, stuff that usually goes down the drain, and we're selling it. So I did see actually just pickle juice on the shelf at the store the other day. Yeah, yeah. people are putting it. It's like a, I don't know, if it's keto or paleo or it's one of those things. People. Well, are it's, a, it's a good source of sodium if somebody's doing keto. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know if that's what they're using it for, but I know that keto part of it, you have to increase your sodium intake because of the, your body starts pr- pr- so, processing stuff different. So tired of keto. We need to find like the <laughs> Greek word for barbecue and mm. make like that into a diet. Right. <laughs> well, like like, smoke barbecue like diet. People come in all the time and they talk about, you know, like I don't want fatty brisket. I'm like, well, but they're like, because I'm going to diet. I'm like, well, I mean. Don't eat brisket. Don't eat brisket at all. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're really like if you're that serious about it, <laughs> but yeah, it is what There's it is. There's a pickle. Yeah, man, you gotta tell yeah. me about that uh, that corn. The corn, yeah, yeah the, the corn, corn is, is something that we just came up with. It was like uh, uh, kind of par- par- partly a recipe that my dad used to make, but uh, just doctored up by me to make it more of a cream corn. It was more kind of a drier, like bacon fat fried corn. Uh, originally, and then we just added some cream and some uh, cream cheese and stuff like that. And then, of course, we put the cheese on top and broil it to make it look like mac and cheese. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, mac and cheese now. I'm like, no, I don't have mac and cheese now. And that's, <laughs> that's one thing that a lot of people have been asking us is they want the mac and cheese. But mac and cheese is just a whole different animal as far as, like, what it, I'm a perfectionist, you know, just – that's just how I am. Cool. And I mean, there's so many things that can go wrong with mac and cheese. It dries out, the noodles get overcooked, yeah. it turns into mush, it's, or it turns into a block of noodle mush. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. And so uh, we haven't found the right, you know, recipe or process that will hold. That, that's the thing you have to think about when at barbecue restaurants. Yeah, uh, mac and cheese is great when you pull it out of the oven, you know, for like the first 30 minutes. And after that, it just like deteriorates quickly. Very fast. And well, so, unless you're selling it just like, crazy uh which we probably would but still you know there's a chance of having a whole pan of mac and cheese not sell i like the idea of the similar ingredients but with a little twist with the corn because the corn yeah. will stay the perfect yeah consistency. It, exactly I really like it that way mm-hmm. yeah so you know that's that's where that corn came from it was just something else uh, to add to our sides because people were just get kind of uh i mean they were not that they were getting tired of our sides they're just like little they wanted a little bit of variety uh and uh and then we did we do the Spanish rice as well on Saturdays, uh, which has actually become pretty popular. Uh, at first, people were just like, what? especially around here, people were just they didn't understand Spanish rice with with barbecue. With barbecue. <laughs> and then you know from back home, you know that's how we did it. You know we had potato salad, beans, and rice, and briskets and tortillas. You know that's what you know that's how we did it. So um, it's just kind of we're trying to push that more like. The way that I grew up eating it. Yeah, know. the homemade tortillas are bomb, dude. Oh, thank you. Thank if you. I, yeah. If I hadn't already had like breakfast and half of lunch, <laughs> I probably would have had a couple of those. But yeah. I made a big taco as soon as I, as soon as you said homemade tortillas, I was like, oh yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, and we actually uh, render down the beef fat from the briskets uh, and use that as our lard in the tortillas. Oh. So that's pretty cool. We get to another way to use everything off the brisket. Cause it's, you know, How do you render? You just cook it, or yeah, you just put it in a in a stock pot and put it on like medium low and just let it do its thing for like five hours. And that's like what down. comes off the briskets when you're cooking them, or when, whenever we're uh, trimming briskets, oh, I, I I trim like anything that's complete fat. There's like there's no lean in it at all, or any, you know any kind of uh, lean meat in it. I'll just put it to the side and that's what goes into that any of the scraps other scraps go into our sausage so we're not i wouldn't say we're using 100 percent, but we're using a lot more than places that just throw away their you know trimmings and all that so that's awesome i i need to start doing that yeah i mean there's so many things you can do with like beef with brisket trimmings i mean we i make uh burgers all the time i've made spaghetti i've made 
uh, you know, all this stuff, you know, it's family meal kind of stuff. I don't do it for, for here at the restaurant because if we had had burgers, we'd have to add fries, and I don't do fries. <laughs> fries with barbecue drives me mm. insane. Like, people always come in, do you have fries? Like, no, I don't. It's, it's a barbecue place. Same McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, and, eh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, we try to use as much of the brisket as we can. And, and I mean, sausage is a great way, of course. I yep. mean, uh, a lot of places are making killer sausage using their trimmings. Um, you know, I kind of picked that up. I, I did work at Black's, so uh, the whole using the brisket trimmings for sausage, you know, it was kind of an automatic. Uh, we didn't start making it till probably about, I don't know, a year, a year after we opened because at first it was just me, and it's hard to do every sausage on top of everything else if you're alone. So mm-hmm. once I got had some uh, employees, we, that's when we started making sausage. And I mean, there's still there's big places that still don't make their own sausage. Yeah, so that's I mean, a it's a lot food. of work. Don't get me wrong. It's <laughs> it's a lot of work, a lot of labor. Um, so, I mean, you have to have a good sausage recipe so people will buy it. <laughs> yes, so it's worthwhile. I take the beef bones because I was practicing cooking beef ribs the other day. Uh-huh. So I had, you know, a couple dozen beef, ro- uh, beef rib bones, mm-hmm. and I've been rendering them down into soup. Mm-hmm. But it also makes, like, this layer of fat on the top. Mm-hmm. It's that, can I use that for tortillas and stuff? Um... Yeah, I mean, it's any fat that 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 will render down. I mean, it, it, just, it doesn't really matter as long as you get just straight straight fat. You know, I mean. It, yeah, because I have a jar right now, and the, there's like an inch of uh, soup in the bottom, and then the rest of the it's rest just of all the fat I yeah. skimmed off the yeah, top. Yeah, because that, that's that's how we that's how I do it. Once I render it down, you're still gonna have a little bit of whatever liquids in there. You know, whatever water that's in there, it's usually just a tiny bit. But you know, we just cut that off, and then the rest of it can go into the tortillas because you don't want any of that in there. It just kind of will mess up your texture. But the pure fat is what you want. So nice. Yeah, I cook with it, and I've been uh, seasoning my ca- my cast, cast iron. Yeah, with yeah. that fat. Like, yeah, it goes bad really fast. Well, not fast, but it goes. Well, bad yeah, in it like just, a it's month. just a yeah. It's not like any your like nut oils or any of that kind of stuff. You know, it actually goes rancid pretty quickly. But it, it's so good. I've been cooking. Uh, I'll like toss my rice in it mm-hmm. before I, and then I'll cook the rice in the broth too. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of like a dirty rice recipe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just crazy how much having brisket having uh bones around you know now i we've been making chicken wings like i smoked mm. probably 100 chicken wings on my smoker mm. and we saved all the bones we told everyone to put the bones in the pot <laughs> and now we've been just doing chicken wing stocks yeah and it's crazy how much flavor comes out of all oh definitely bones. definitely yeah the bones in anything it just it puts off so much flavor we've talked about making stock out of the beef bones roasting them and then putting a uh, making stock out of them, but we just haven't done it yet. I would like disintegrate too if you if you cook them for a couple of days. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like do it like uh, uh, Vietnamese style, like yeah. pho. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it'll. I mean, they will literally, like you'll you'll try to take them out and they'll like turn to mush. Oh wow! It like eats all the collagen in between. That's crazy. Uh, I've I've been doing it with a bunch of stuff. Just looking at H E B, whatever is cheap, and you know whether it's a oxtail mm-hmm. or leg slices. Which or, oxtails aren't cheap anymore. Yeah, they're not, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, you were talking about family meal. It's like sometimes the family meal yeah. would be an amazing menu item. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But making family meal all the time, like, that's just, like, like we make the spaghetti and stuff. I mean, what am I going to do with spaghetti? I'm mean, going to barbecue spaghetti, but I don't, I don't, like, I don't like barbecue spaghetti my, myself. So. Yeah. And you yeah. get done cooking here all day, and the last thing you want to yeah. do is go home and yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, my... Uh, you know, we don't. I don't get home cooked meals as much because I mean, as much as I used to. Because I used to be mostly the cooker. My wife is a, a nurse, so she's always worn out. You know, after after that, she actually an ER nurse. So, uh, you know, we 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 try to make meals, but I mean, it's hard to want to cook when you get home. And does she so. work consistent shifts, or is she up late, or? Uh, well, she yeah. Well, she works seven to seven uh, okay. all the time, but she actually works about an hour and a half away because she uh, she does travel nursing. Yeah, so she's up actually in the Fort Worth area. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's just hard. I mean, we, and we have a two-year-old, so <laughs> that adds to the mix. And, you know, but it's, it's just a future employee. I don't know. He's going to be a dishwasher <laughs> at first if he, if he, if he decides. Yeah, you got to start somewhere, to man. Make sure, make sure he wants to do it. Exactly. You know. Uh, but, yeah, he, he – uh, I've had him by the, the the fire and stuff, and he wants to touch it, so I, I think he has an interest in it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, when I was a kid, I, I definitely had an interest in it. My my uh, my family always tells a story about um, uh, when I was I don't know how old I was, I could barely walk. They said, um, and uh, we used to use uh, those little old smoky little grills. I don't know if you ever seen them. They're they're just like a little 
the round silver ones. colored round one that sits on the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and I walked straight up to it and just while it was going, and put hands on both sides mm-hmm. of it and grabbed the lid, Whew. just scorched my hands. Nice. But they said I've always been like had that attraction to like something burning, well, or <laughs> fire going it's on. It's genetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. That's that's kind of how I've always been. Next to like a campfire or something, I'm always the one sitting there with the stick. Just yeah, for yeah. No reasons, I think I think any any pit master or any you know pit guy. If they really truly enjoy it, is a fire bug, uh, of some, you know, to some extent. Yeah. Um, I know me and my friends used, to, me and my best friend Sean. He we used to always play with fire. My drove my mom crazy, but but uh, you know, it's one of those things that you, you know, you like what you like. <laughs> well, and it's it's kind of a blessing and a curse because then whenever you're at a barbecue or you're at a, you know, I almost. Because I don't really, I don't push the show to my friends. Yeah. Because I wanted to make something that people that like this wanted to see. Yeah. Or yeah. wanted to listen to. Yeah. So a lot of my friends are still like, hey, do you do that barbecue show still? <laughs> and so it's funny because I'll go someplace and, and someone will just like call, oh, oh, that's the barbecue guy. He should run the grill. And I'm like, this isn't my party. <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, this isn't cool. Like, I'll help the I'll help the fire pit, I guess. Like, don't. Don't put me there. <laughs> put it on me. Yeah, you don't want to. I didn't come here to work, you know. Yeah. But it's true. It's like you are the person that's like, oh, that guy's not. That that fire pit's gonna go out in like five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've always been the the friend that cooked. Though. Always, always. Um, my, my, none of my friends know how to cook. Um, so, especially since I went, after I went to culinary school, I went back home for a few years and just you know, I was I worked at Sam's as a meat cutter. So. I had off time, <laughs> and so I would go and you know if there was a football game on or anything like that, uh, we would I would always be the cook. It didn't matter if it was barbecue or not, but uh, a lot of times it was. And so still they'll call me up and or text me and be like, hey, uh, I'm making this. What do I need to do? I'm like, yeah. dude, come on, man, you're 29 years old. You should be know. You should know how what you're doing by now. Give me that camera right now. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> it's killing me. <laughs> I'm the one with the headphones on. Sorry. Uh, oh no worries. That's uh, great. I just, I, I just, I'm, I'm feeling bad for all the guys sitting with their headphones on right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to hear those things because bad, bad sound. Uh, you know, people, people talk about that stuff. Yeah. Or that, or somebody sitting there clicking the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> we had someone the other day. I actually went through uh, and found his bumps because he did it a lot when he wasn't talking, mm-hmm. and I was just like. I didn't even think about that. I'm I'm not used to all this uh, recording stuff. You famous now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm actually I I, I've told this. I was talking to Sonny the other day. It's 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 a lot more almost nerve wracking than than being filmed just just for it to be your voice because people are gonna imagine what you're doing or what your you know your mannerisms or anything else. Um, But uh, when you're on camera, people like to see what you're, you know. He's got you on camera now. So oh, so we are. Okay, so, yeah, I'm way more comfortable now. <laughs> you're, on, you're on three of the three there cameras. You go. There yep. you go. You're surrounded. <laughs> We're going to do some bullet, some, uh, what's it called, bullet shots, like in the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. You can, like, dance. <laughs> uh, so, <clears throat> but, I mean, there is there is a certain celebrity to being a pit master. You're on the top 50 list, like Daniel Vaughn. Yeah. Clearly made you know him or his underlings or whoever does the whole thing uh they went out of their way to come here probably more than once yeah you know when he came it was really a shock to me because like like i said i didn't ever think i was going to be noticed here in whitney because i mean it's whitney i mean not nothing against whitney it's just a small town most people have never really even heard of it i'd never i'd never heard of it before met why yeah. um so when i saw him i was like crap <laughs> you know, it, anybody's going to say that. Yeah. It's their first time seeing him. I, and, you know, I'm a barbecue nerd, so I knew who he was right away. And I, I tried, try, he probably knew I knew who he was, but I tried to make it seem like, like, uh, like, uh, he, he, like, uh, you know, I didn't know him, but yeah, I think he knew. But, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just, it's extremely nerve wracking. I'm trying to, you know, serve him beans and I'm shaking, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe other people don't get as nervous as I do. I'm, a, I'm just a nervous person by, by uh, nature. Well, and, you know, you've got a good crew here. You've, you know, you've got your methods down. There's a lot of places I've been where the barbecue's good one day and it might not be good yeah. uh, the next day. That's the hardest thing is quality control, man. I mean, it, it'll drive you nuts. I mean, because you're so worried. I mean, and I, I don't know. I feel like sometimes maybe I'm, I'm not necessarily alone, but, like, 
I don't know if I'm I'm always been a worrier all my life so it's it might just be me but I'm always so worried about everything being perfect you know it has to be perfect uh, and I drive my crew nuts. I mean, they love me and I love them, but yeah, try and be easier on yourself. There ain't no perfect in barbecue. Yeah, no, I know, ever. but but um, I don't know. I'm just I'm just, like I said, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to food. I was learn I, I was taught in the, the French ways when I was uh, in school. So when uh, when you're taught that there's a, there's a right way and a wrong way, you know, there's there's nothing in between. Um, it's it's hard to to give yourself slack, you know. Um, yeah. And especially competing, and not competing, but you know, being seeing other people as peers rather than just people to look up to when you get put on this list like people expect you to be just as good as everybody else mm -hmm. you know i mean not, granted the top 10 are probably held to a little bit higher standard but you know it's just i, I take it very seriously you know it's, it's yeah. it, it means a lot to me to be on that list and i want to do everybody justice you know well i everything uh that was on that platter could definitely was on the list. Yes, <laughs> it definitely shows that your your attention to detail, man. Well, well, even you. the even the uh, the coleslaw, like I think there's almost like an exact like, <laughs> measurement shred on every single piece, even the onions. Like, yeah, we have this. There's not a lot of inconsistency in your slicing. This really sweet slicer. I don't know if y'all seen it on Instagram, but uh, it's what we use to slice all of our pickles, our onions, uh, all of our cabbage. We we could slice all of our cabbage. It's cheaper. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it just makes life so much easier. It's like it's like a mandolin, but it spins, huh. and it's it's amazing. Huh. Uh, so yeah, if so anybody lays flat on the ground. No, no, no. It, so it has a little stand that it, it bolts down to the table. Yeah, kind of. Uh, it, it just and it's it's about this tall, and it has a blade that has, that spins this way, right? So you're feeding this way, and it has the blade spinning. Oh, yeah. And so uh, we use it for every – we originally bought it for pickles because we were there with a mandolin like this, you know, oh, yeah, and yeah. it took forever. You know, what used to take us an hour to make a five-gallon thing of pickles, it takes about 10, 15 minutes now. So it, that helps out with labor. But, yeah, I mean, and then it also helps with uh, consistency of the product as well, like you said. Um, every single slice is going to be at, at least very close to, to the same, you know. You go any thicker, any thinner than you need to get too, um, too soggy. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the pickles have to be a little bit thicker. The jalapenos have to be a little bit thinner. Um, I mean, it's just stuff that you know people don't even think about at all. You know, I'm the only one probably thinking about it. You know, what I mean, maybe me and a couple others, but yeah. um, it's very important to me. You know. And you talked about French. Did you learn at a, a school that's French? Or yeah, I learned at a Texas Culinary Academy, which was a, at the time it was a Le Cordon Bleu school. Cool. Uh, I don't even think it exists it exists anymore because of all the legal stuff going on with them. But um, I learned, you know, just a, a classic French, uh, just everything, you know, from charcuterie to uh, garmage to... Uh, just basic sanitation, you know, everything, everything was, uh, I, I learned all that stuff. Uh, but I tell a lot of people when they think I'm, I'm kind of crazy for spending that much money on something that taught me this, uh, it just showed me that I didn't want to do fine dining for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, the, the thing is, is, is even if you don't want to do fine dining, they show you a lot of skills that you can take in. If, if you, if you take away what you should take away, you'll learn a lot of skills that you can use in everyday cooking i mean just to make like, like i said about the turkey like don't overcook it it's not not it not anything scientific there's not any secret it's like just don't overcook it you know and that's what people don't <laughs> people don't understand you know? simple as that yeah. well and you realize the detail that you can go into you realize you know knife skills you realize you know i've i've i haven't been to a classical french school but uh, i stole a copy of one of those books uh what is that book called it's like the book you get when you go to culinary school. Yeah, it's, um, I can't think of the name, but they—is it about this thick? Yeah, uh, it's yeah, huge yeah, and yeah, thick. Uh -huh. And I went through that a bunch of times, and like, just all the little details and the mirepoix, and just how mm -hmm. to like, or not mirepoix, mise en place. Yeah, mise en place. Like, yeah. And just having like it set up the way you want, just yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. that way, yeah, yeah. really changes the way you cook. Yeah, definitely. You know, and and like this morning. Uh, one of my or my, my prep lady Teresa she came in and I had all, everything all set out for her ready to make corn she goes what are you doing I said I put it all out for you to make corn she's like I usually get it out one at a time I said yeah but do it like this <laughs> but, I know yeah. how you do it but you should do it better <laughs> you know and and uh you know that's that's the thing is I have to remember a lot of the time they they weren't taught the way that I was taught you know and, and so I have to cut them a lot of slack too because they don't do things like I do um they might not be perfectionists like I am. I, I, luckily, my manager, Candace, she, she is very much so a perfectionist. So 
everything that she does, it actually takes her a lot longer to do because she's a perfectionist. Yeah. So, um, but you know, I've been very, 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 very blessed with the crew that I I have because, I mean, it's especially Teresa and Candice uh, in particular, because they have been with me thick and thin skeleton crew. I mean, it, it has been at points recently that it was just uh, us three and running a restaurant you know like this is it's it's a large task i don't think a lot of people realize it how much work goes into it um so so yeah man i i think i think that's a that's a big part of anybody's uh barbecue careers they have to have a good crew behind them and so you've got a great crew you're in a cool spot uh you know are you guys are there any big changes coming, or you're just kind of riding this one? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a. There's a lot of things that could happen. I don't know if they're going to happen, but uh, I mean, the biggest change at the moment is we just got a second uh, Moberg smoker. Boom. Um, so that that's the that's the biggest change that I mean in in, in the near future uh, we should have that in a couple of weeks. We'll have it up and running. Um, which in that one, it will be a little bit of carryover from what we need for the restaurant, but also uh, mostly for catering. Uh, we've had we've had actually shut down the restaurant a few times uh, due to caterings. We just they're just we'll have like a four or five hundred person catering, and we can't. I don't you know I'll fill it up with brisket. Uh, you know the our current pit with briskets, and it's like that's it. Like I yeah. can't do anymore. You know so. That that sucks because then you you know you lose your your normal sales you know whatever it may be, uh, but you're also not going to pass up a payday when you know they don't care what the price is yeah. <laughs> you know you're doubling your uh, capacity now too over over doubling yeah uh, our current pit is a is a seven eh, about a 750 gallon uh, we don't even know if it was a propane tank but uh, yeah so the thousand gallon will over uh, double our capacity so nice. yeah I mean. And originally, me and Sunny had talked about a 500, um, us moving to a five, getting a, a second pit, but a 500. And, and he said, "Well, I mean, are, are you planning on getting a thousand anyways? You know, since I mean, your your spot's right here. So if you're gonna get a thousand, you know, eventually you might want to get a thousand now. Salesman, right uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so you know, uh, I said, yeah, let's just go ahead and do it. He had an extra tank lying around, so, so yeah." <laughs> I love it. I'd probably get talked into a way too big of a smoker too if I was shut up. And yeah, I mean, you know, and, and back, and my wife is usually the one that uh, she's like, "We don't need another smoker. We <laughs> exactly. don't need another smoker. We don't." And then we got a couple of big caterings, and she's like, eh, "We might need another smoker." <laughs> so, so you know that that's what really pushed it. She 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 gave me the go ahead. <laughs> well, and if you keep that thing running, she can probably quit nursing. Ah, oh, no, nah, she's. She likes to run the the behind the scenes part of the barbecue stuff. She, you know, she 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 loves customers and stuff like that. But uh, she also loves being a nurse, you know. And that that's I can't ask her to leave something that she loves to yeah. do what I love, you know. So it actually works really really well the way we have uh, things set up. Um, you know, I, I think we'd probably fight a lot more if we were working together. Too. <laughs> <laughs> you need that. You need that break. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's a lot of couples that that work well together but her seeing me as the boss that doesn't work yeah. <laughs> never that, do, that doesn't never work. work so you know uh, yeah but she she does so much i mean uh, if you've had flores barbecue you know you have her to thank she she really pushed me to uh to follow my dreams and and um you know there's days that i'm like i'm done like i can't do this anymore it's too stressful or it's you know, things have been not going well or whatever else, you know, just, I mean, I, I don't it's know. Normal. It's just a normal thing. I mean, if you own your own business, it's just like, it's so hard to have a good attitude every day um, and not worry so much. But I mean, there's been so many times she's talked me down, like, <laughs> you're going to be all right. We'll get through this. We always do, you know, so, uh, but yeah, no, she, she's amazing. You know, I've been very, 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 very fortunate. I, I had a, a long talk with a friend who's been kind of going off on their own yeah and i was just talking about how the chaos doesn't change you just kind of smile at it instead yeah. of running scared from it <laughs> yeah and th and some days that's easier than others um i mean some days you'll have just confidence and you know everything's gonna be great you know things been good and then you just have bad days it's just yeah. like man you know you start seeing those bills stacking up and you you see your your cisco or benny keith bill and you're like oh crap we better be busy this weekend <laughs> you know and and it's just um it's just a constant, 
battle between you know good days and bad days and, and uh, but I mean don't get me wrong we've, we've been very fortunate and if it ended today I could I couldn't be upset about it because I've had this opportunity to do something that I love you know and and to make the top 50 list that's <laughs> that's nuts like incredible that is it's it's something that you know you always think about well I mean if you if you're crazy about the barbecue world I mean not everybody does think <laughs> dreams to be on this list but uh you know, if you're really into the barbecue scene and stuff and, and, and want to do your own place, that's the ultimate goal. And uh, it's just crazy and it's surreal to be on that list. When, it, when they called me up, uh, started asking questions, it was kind of weird because uh, we had done an uh, impromptu uh, interview with Daniel uh, when he came to eat. And then he wrote a little article and, and we thought that was that. You know, we didn't think anything of it. And then they started doing fact checks. And so I was like, what is going on? Like, why do they keep? And uh, so I, I went to San Marcos and uh, I was eating at Hayes County because uh, I love those folks down there. You know, it's, I ate there all the time when I lived there. And uh, I was talking to Jesse, the general manager, and it was like right around when the list was, they were talking about the list coming out and everybody was excited about who's going to be on it. Of course, they were going to be on it. And uh, they said, have they called you yet? And I said, what do you mean? He said, have they been asking you questions? I said, yeah, they called me. And he's like, well, congratulations. And I said, oh, well, what do you mean? He's like, you made the list, don't worry. And I said, no. Nah. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, there's no way. <laughs> and uh, sure, I mean, sure enough, uh, I don't know, it was like a couple weeks later maybe, Wyatt McSpadden called me. And I was, oh, wow. when he called me to come take pictures, yeah. I was like, uh, He's not going to take pictures just for, for nothing, you know. And so he came out, and he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. You made the list, uh, but I can't, you know, I, we can't make that public knowledge, of course, and, and stuff like that. But he's like, why else would I be here? You know, and, and, that, and that was, uh, that's when, you know, it, it was really exciting and, and just, it's not real, you know, <laughs> when, when, you, when it happens. And, and, uh, and we're actually going tomorrow to Wyatt, Wyatt's uh, book release party. Uh, nice. It's going to be at Franklin. Uh, tomorrow so we're excited we're gonna be in his book that he, he decided that he liked our pictures enough that he, he's gonna put them in his book yeah, uh, that's that's it just keeps getting better you know so like I said if it ended tomorrow uh, you know I, I really wouldn't have any regrets it's just uh, it's been a wild ride and I, I hope it continues you know well shout out to Wyatt for his yeah, awesome yeah, photos Wyatt, oh, yeah. and, and it was funny when he called me I was like who like I, I, I mean I know who he is I knew who he was but it, it didn't hit me in my in, like until after I was like, why makes bad I was like, oh, like I know I know him, <laughs> yeah. And then um, it was funny because I told my sister and she was like, does he have a son? And I was like, yeah. I I I, I we talked for a minute and he was talking about his son, and uh, she's like, I went to school with him. And so I was like, oh, so y'all went to, they went to high school together and everything. It was, oh, it was no funny, way. yeah. It was like so such a small world. <laughs> And so, so you got that. You're 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 now in his book. Was there like a delay between the list coming out and the onslaught of passports? Or no, no, it was immediate. Uh, we were actually closed when it came out. Uh, we were closed because we were moving from our original trailer location to a second trailer location. Not not. A, it was the whole, we were taking our trailer to a different spot, um, and it was on, right here off of Highway 22. And as soon as we opened, it was just like crazy, crazy people coming in. But the problem with the spot where we were at, uh, it had a shop on the on on the property that we were going to convert into a brick and mortar um, eventually. But the the lot itself, whenever it rained, it would turn into a swamp. Uh, we didn't know that until after we were there already. Uh, and so there wasn't much parking when it got like that, and people were parking on the side of the highway and crossing the highway to come eat and so i was like now i was like i'm not gonna have that on me you know we got to find something and luckily this this building was available and me and the landlord we came to an agreement and it all worked out so that's how we ended up in the building um it was it was more by necessity than than necessarily like i I mean don't get me wrong the ultimate goal is always a brick and mortar but at the time it was more like we just need to find a bigger commissary and then you know work our way up but it was kind of all at once i mean it was instant i mean there was lines as soon as as soon as it happened you know so um and it's calmed down and kind of evened out since of course like uh and it was funny uh amadeo from millers 
he uh, he told me, are you ready for your life to change? Like, it's about to change completely. And I was like, well, you know, we'll see. And sure enough, I mean, it was like lines like crazy. And that, and that's, you know, it was just something that everybody dreams of. They, I'm going to open a barbecue place. There's going to be lines and this and that, you know, and it doesn't happen that way. Uh, I mean, for some, but not, not everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, it's been really cool. But uh, people just, I mean, people still come with the passports and they're just like, we came from Dallas, we came from Austin, we came from San Antonio, we came from, you know, all over. And it's just, it's just crazy to come to see us. You just, just from our, out, of, out, of the, out of the way. I mean, this place is not on the way to anywhere. You know, I mean, really it is. Yeah, I just drove here from Snow, so I went from like nowhere to nowhere. Yeah, nowhere to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, um, yeah, no, it's, it's funny, but. Uh, now, now that people are figuring out where Whitney is, you know, I, I, I think, I think it, it, we could do good things for the city of Whitney, you know, uh, to, you know, bring people to Whitney. I mean, it, it's been struggling uh, the last couple of years because it's a lake town, uh, but being a lake town, if the lake isn't right, then there's no, you know, lake town. Mm-hmm. So. Um, uh, for the, fa- the pa- last year it was okay, but the year, two years before that it had been flooded to the point where all the parks were closed. So there was no reason for anybody to come out here. Hurt a lot of businesses. So uh, I just hope that our business can help bring people back out here and people realize that there's a lake and there's other stuff to do, you know, here than just eat barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot more to do here. There's a there, there's well, people are on the lake, but uh, is that really? I mean. We've seen police officers, families, yeah. groups of guys. Uh, I I can tell that they're that we're not in Austin because people are kind of looking at us like, why they got all those microphones? Yeah, and stuff. yeah, it's, yeah. You don't see this around here very often. But I mean, there's there's I'm guessing there's a high school or there's other schools and stuff around yeah, here. Yeah, there's there's schools and and I mean there's there's a resort here and they have a water park and there's, there's all kinds of stuff that, that you can do here but it's, it's just uh the main attraction has been like the lake kind of thing yeah yeah that, that's always been the main main thing is the lake well, i know? came here growing up you know we used to always go to lake yeah Whitney, you know? yeah <laughs> and see i didn't we would go to the canyon you yeah. know you know being in from san marcus so i'd never heard of lake whitney and, and my wife would tell me uh, that they used to go to San Marcos on vacation. I was like, you used to go to San Marcos on vacation? Like, <laughs> we didn't see that. <laughs> that, was, that's so, that was so weird to me. I'd never heard of people going to San Marcos on vacation, but I guess it makes sense. We go down to the river and get there's those campgrounds yeah. and stuff down there. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just never, that was just always home to me. You know, it was never like a special, I mean, it's special, don't get me wrong, it's a special place, <laughs> but it was never like, oh, I'm going to go there on vacation. Or I, I wouldn't imagine why. Well, it's interesting because there's like a swimming hole in the middle of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little waterfall a and stuff. One. Yeah, yeah, we uh, grew up uh, river rats over there. You know, yeah. just uh, <laughs> there every day during the summer, and yeah, I miss. I do miss the river. It's, the lake's nice, but it's not as refreshing as that river in the oh, middle of summer. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's sit there float yeah. for four hours and yeah. not have to do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, besides yep. reach over to your other cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the guys that float the river now? They they like get inflatable pools, so they're all sitting inside of it. I haven't and seen And they have, that. like, whole floats just for their coolers. Like yeah. A, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen anybody on all the You'd always get a tube, and then you you get an extra tube and tie it on to you with the bottom on it, and then you put your you put your cooler inside there with your, th- your dirty 30 case. Right. Yeah, right. And then you yeah. finish that case by the time you're done floating in four hours, and then that's when you're <laughs> right. in trouble when you try and stand up. Throw a can <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Try to get out, and you're like, The uh, best is when the cops are trying to help you out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> get you out of the river, and you're just, like, oh, yeah, just no, thank you. In those situations, they're just there to keep peace. They don't care if you're drunk. They yeah. just make sure you don't get in a fight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they know everybody's going to be wasted. Well, and so, you know, you're kind of carving your own space out here in Whitney. Uh, do you see, like, are you catering around here? Are you getting pulled yeah, to other well, cities? Yeah, we, we haven't really been pushing our catering, which I really should be, but um, just with the, the cooking capacity, it's, it's hard uh, it's to close. I mean, I don't like closing. I don't like people driving up here and because not everybody uses social media. Not everybody, you know, right, does those yeah. things. So it's a lot harder for people to know around here if we're going to be closed. I mean, it's hard to get the word out. So, um <clears throat> I, I've been kind of slacking on the catering because I want to make sure that we're open here. And I haven't done any kind of advertising I, as far as catering goes. I haven't done, I really haven't pushed it, and we still get caterings. So uh, once we get this new pit, maybe hire a couple more staff, then I'm really going to hit the, the catering part of things. Because in a town like this, the foot traffic is good, but uh, you really, catering is what, what, what makes you or breaks you, you know. And uh, we, every catering that we've done, people are just 
like cra crazy ecstatic about the service. And I'm like, who have you gotten to cater things before? Because, I mean, we're nice and we're clean, but I guess those are two things that not a lot of caterers are. Well, and you, you I'm guessing you show up and you slice and you like yeah, you we sit do there and serve it and all that stuff and i think that blows a lot of people away there they've never seen that before well cuz a lot of barbecue places when they cater quote yeah. unquote uh, they're actually just like bringing a bunch of sheet pans full of already sliced brisket yeah. Yeah. or yeah. you know they're just doing when I, I i've always been impressed with the places that have someone there because yeah. you know you, you charge you probably charge a little extra for that but that makes the experience better. There's someone to talk to. Yeah. There's always ten guys at every event that want to like, oh, where, how'd you do this? Where's it from? What kind of rub? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's to have you there. It it, it enhances. It's kind of like when you're at Snows and you can smell the smoke while you're eating. Yeah, yeah. You know, like having you there enhances the catering. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely. A, it's it's really nice, and I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't suggest anyone ever uh, cater barbecue without being there to make sure it's sliced right. Yeah, and stuff. definitely, yeah. and that and that's what I want to have. I want to have a crew that I, I can send out and do that with uh, that has an experienced cutter and everything like that. You know, so I mean, we have a long way to go. We have a lot of things that we want to do, but everything takes time. Uh, that, that's the hardest thing to make people realize is they're like, "Why aren't you open seven days a week?" I'm like, "Well, first of all, I'm never going to be open seven days a week." Yes. Yeah. Second. If I'm open five days a week, I need a lot more staff. Uh, and they're like, well, why aren't you open for dinner? I'm like, well, I need a lot more staff. <laughs> and then, uh, and no know, barbecue place is really uh, open for dinner uh, except yeah, for like yeah. half a dozen. I mean, you know, like Style Switch, look what they have to do to put out the amount of food at the high, at the quality level that they do. They have to have the, they're, they're the exactly. best. Yeah, they have, and they have the best. 24-hour shifts. Yeah. yeah. And so people don't realize that. People don't like – they're. They go to these places and nothing, I'm not talking down on any place that uses rotisseries or, 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 you know, gas assisted cookers or anything like that. There's a place for those. And it's for places that want to serve barbecue all the time. That's the only way to, to, to do it unless you're going to put a crew together like Styles has. You know, um, I mean, you know, we did it at Black's. Uh, when we put out some crazy amounts of food. We use offsets and we use rotisseries. Offset all um, the way. You know, but... Uh, to put out that amount of food for that many hours, it's it's a it takes a lot of a lot of effort, a lot of uh, man hours, you know, skill. It takes a lot, you know, and and unless you have the money to put a crew together like that, it's hard, you know. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I live right up the street from Terry Blacks, and I mean they've got seventy people working there, yeah, all day, every day, all night. Uh, it's. The, the amount of work that goes into barbecue still blows my mind. Like, even yeah. though there's easier ways, yeah. that doesn't mean, you know, some people are just all offset. Yeah. That's me. I'm all offset. And I'm yeah. happy about it. Yeah. It, it's like a blessing and a curse <laughs> to, to have that mindset. But, yeah. But, mostly. you know, I mean, in my opinion, that's the best barbecue there. It, it, it's always done on an offset. I mean, there's great rotisserie bar. I mean, like I said, I'm not talking down on anybody that uses it. You can talk down on them. No, I, will actually, <laughs> I absolutely would not. Uh, but... In my personal opinion, the best food comes off of offset, you know, no assisted, not assisted, you know, by anything, just straight wood. Yeah, and you know, you have to pay special attention to each brisket, you know, yeah. it's, it's not yeah. like, hey, I'm going to kind of check them all, you know, all 70 of them yeah. that are coming off this oiler at once. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. Each yeah. one of them is like a little baby, you yeah. know, that you have to take yeah, care yeah, of on yeah, the offsets. Yeah, and, and, and fortunately, on, and again, you're, it's going to sound like I'm talking over, and I am, but not, not, it's not BS. Uh, I've never cooked on a smoker that cooks that evenly as far as like my briskets and, and the 1855 I think has a lot to do with it too yeah. for some reason those briskets cook very very similar in timing like between when the first one comes off and the last one comes off it's very rarely like maybe an hour yeah. within that time period that they you know the first one will come off and then the, by the time the last one's ready usually it's like 30 minutes so and the last one being the biggest one or the furthest from the fire? Um, yeah, it kind of depends on pit placement. Uh, it's usually a bigger brisket, but I've had little briskets take forever too. You yeah. know, it's. It, I think it has a lot to do with the collagen and you know the muscle fiber and everything else, uh, how it's breaking down and you know uh, all that fun scientific stuff. Uh, but yeah, not necessarily. It's, it's sometimes it is a big brisket, but sometimes, like I said, the little ones will give you trouble too. <laughs> So those are the most frustrating ones too. Yeah, yeah. You should uh, be done. Yeah, <laughs> there's no reason you shouldn't be done. Right now. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's like uh, it's like having children, right? You yeah. almost have to 
Kind of keep them in line. Yeah, a steady <laughs> rotation of, of children. <laughs> you got to separate a few of them from yeah. each other. They're all yeah. bad influence. Bad, bad, the bad apple of the bunch. Uh, well, so you guys have all been asked this question before, but uh, you know we call our fans the Meat Men, mm-hmm. Meat Women, Meat Man Army. I'm the Meat Man. Yeah, that's <laughs> our song, and uh, you know we're we're uh, we're just excited because there are a ton of people that listen. There are a ton of people that love to hear. You know what you care about, whether it's you know all offset, whether it's beef, whether it's pork, whether it's turkey. Um, so, what really is it that you want to tell the people that are sitting listening to the show, and they're cooking, they're chopping, they're trimming, they're making sausage? Uh, what's your message to them? Yeah, keep that fire rolling. <laughs> keep it rolling. It's it's a lot of work to, to really stoke is. a fire. Yeah, it sounds pretty simple, but it's it's not. Hey, you could you could just have one person whose job is that, mm-hmm. and that's a great job. If you just what do you do for work? I watch fire all day. That's that's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> that's the dream job right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Keep your fire consistent. Keep it rolling. Um, put your heart into it. It's all about love. I mean, uh, that's I've been taught that since I was a kid. So much. Uh, and it sounds redundant or it sounds uh, cliche, but I mean, it, it really love is what makes food good. Um, if you don't love it, it's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's gonna show that you don't love it, and it's not gonna be good. Well, and you don't have to. If if you start cooking some barbecue and you don't love it, you can try something else. We need lots of different people who love yeah. what they do. Yeah, exactly. But if you love barbecue, go, go try go. architecture or something. It's, <laughs> <laughs> you make a lot more money and get to sit in an office. I, I but change. if if you love barbecue, like <coughs> join us. I mean, there. Yeah. I, I have I have yet to really meet many people that don't want to share their love share what they have to talk about share how they cook yeah uh you know we open the show by saying texas has the best barbecue in the world but that hasn't stopped people from kansas city yeah. memphis all these places to talk to us as well so and they're trying to keep up yeah, yeah. And the, the funny thing is is there's so many places that are trying to do texas barbecue or, or not trying they're, they're succeeding i mean look at hoodoo brown in connecticut oh, yeah. or oh, adamson in canada yeah. i mean that dude like uh, I aspire to be like put out trays like he does. I mean, I've yet to try it, but you know, and and he, he kind of pulled the thing on me the other day. He, he uh, messaged me asking me about my tortilla press and, uh, and he said, uh, something along the lines, us Canadians don't know anything about that. And I was like, dude, don't even pull that card. Like, look at the barbecue you're putting out. You don't, you don't don't get that Canadian, uh, get, get, get out free card or whatever, but you're texting now. And the (laughs) amount of like international, there's so many people, in Canada from so many different countries yeah. that you can learn. I mean, you can incorporate so much. In Just in Toronto, I used to hang out up there. And just in Toronto, there's you know really hardcore like Eastern European Jewish food. There's Caribbean food. There's food from like the Acadians, yeah. like Cajun food. Yeah. And it's just the the diversity all over the country. You know, David Chang talks a little about it in his show on Netflix. Yeah. But you know, it, there's no borders anymore. Like, yeah. make a Korean barbecue rib. Yeah. You know, we can we can have like, fun like, with it. Is it uh, Billy Durney that's doing the he's yeah, doing the Korean some ribs? Ribs oh, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. So good. Yeah. If you get a chance to go up there yeah. to hometown barbecue, you got it. There's so many, like, places I want to visit. I want to visit, you know, um, the Carolinas, of course, uh, you know, the New York. Um, yeah, Sam Jones is in the Carolinas. You can get yeah. some of that yeah. whole hog that whole down. hog, yeah. If I could Robbie learn from Karen's him, I'm sure he's a hard guy to nail down. But, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I have so many barbecue road trips that I would lo- love to take eventually. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have a chance. There's a guy that actually he's in Korea. Uh, he has a play, a barbecue so, spot. Uh, so, it's, uh, his, his last name is Flotis, actually. It's kind of funny. What? Uh, yeah. In Korea. Yeah, in Korea. He's actually, I think he told me he was born in Guam. So he's actually an American uh, citizen. But uh, anyways, he, he wants to come here and, and kind of do uh, do a stage, you know, like work for me for free for a while just to learn. Say Sold. It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and but uh, then he wants to take me over there and do like a pop up and stuff. So uh, there's an opportunity there that I think I'm going to take him take him up on. And, and you know, just uh, I think I think it's cool because uh, barbecue can take you so many places that like it, it's a simple. I mean, it's simple, but everybody just loves it. And I think. The reason people like it is because like this, like y'all can just sit around and like just shoot the shit eating yeah. this great meal, you know, and uh, you know that just speaks volumes in it. And it because around the world in every culture there's that, it, whether it be barbecue or, or, or whatever it may be. Um, and so like you know when people see that barbecue does that, they try to take it to other places, and uh, 
And so, you know, like I said, he wants to take me over there, and I think that would be just a cool experience to see how they look at the barbecue. Like, is it the same as, like, the googly eyes we get here? Yeah. Or, or you know, so, um, you know, that's I'm, I'm very uh, excited about that. And But like I said, I want to go up to Canada, go to Adamson for sure. Um, uh, I want to go to California, try out, you know, Moose and, and uh, Trudy's. Trudy's and all that stuff. Rays. You know, it's just cool because, like, I think Texas barbecue – I mean, you have your barbecue in the Carolinas, you have your Memphis, you have uh, Kansas City, but like, there's nobody, or I don't know, I haven't heard much about it, but everybody's trying to do Texas barbecue. Yeah. For what reason? Maybe Texas is the best. I don't know. Try. You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm not trying to start any no. arguments well, on that, but. Mike, um, <laughs> Ma- Mike Wyant. Yeah. Shots fired. No, no shots fired. No shots fired. <laughs> shots. Well, you're doing it, you're, you know, even though you're kind of in the middle of nowhere in Texas, uh, you know, you're in between some big, awesome cities. Uh, you're talking to people in Korea. You're keeping Mini Flores' name yeah. alive yeah. and really showing people, you know, what that means to you. Definitely. You got this French style all over your platters, <laughs> which is amazing. So, you know, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, you know, I'm I'm really gr- grateful to be able to host this show. Definitely. And so definitely. thank you. And we're going to keep up with you because it sounds like you got a lot going on. Well, thanks, sir. I appreciate it. And thank you all for coming out and uh, eating and, you know, doing the show. Get my name out there. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Well, thank you for having we're us. We're not as big as Texas Monthly, but uh, we'll no, get some no, new fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, any any kind of publicity is good publicity, and I love it. You know, I love it. And I love just talking about barbecue. So. All right. Well, <laughs> we, won't, we won't be strangers. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Brendan. Thank Damien. you. Come in and meet Y'all to see me eat, man. Get on to meet, man. Y'all to see me eat, man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. This has been a production of Glenn Cliff Media, recorded live in Austin, Texas. Never care. Woo-hoo!